Hello, my fellow spirits, demons, and cryptids. I'm delighted that you've come. I have a story to tell you, something that happened long ago. Or recently. It's difficult to tell what with time being a figment of our imagination. Even so, allow me to be your narrator. Your guide to a place similar to ours, filled with people similar to you, as they face the strange, the dangerous, and the mysterious. Make sure you're comfortable, but not too comfortable. And if you feel something watching you, don't worry. That's completely normal. You may believe I'm crazy, and you may be right, but I've seen the world that hides behind ours. I've seen the stitches on the fabric of our reality. I'm being taken away, cousin, but I plead only that you read what I have to say and consider what I may have seen. This world is tied together with a fine thread of complacency. I have heard a theory become fact by the random test and false numbers of one man's claim to discovery. I've seen fiction become life by the blind belief of some desperate desires breathed immortal for the end goal of omnipotence. Cousin, every living being that we have encountered lives in a falsehood that has been fashioned to their ideal image. We are bound together only by the similarities we have shared. Do I sound mad? Perhaps that is why I am being taken to a house designed for the mad. Nevertheless, endure, cousin, for I have much to share with you. It was on my way to shop when I first witnessed it. The fabric of my earth rippled and I beheld a sinister sight. As I drove on, I came right toward it. I was advancing toward a plump man with a bowler hat and cane. However, as I came closer, I discovered that what I saw was not what was seen, and that the thing I had mistaken as a plump man was an ordinary bush. Odd, I mused, for I had never seen such a clear view morph into a vastly different thing so quickly. I was perplexed, cousin. But like all rational beings, I had considered it an error on my own cognition and continued driving to the market. This was only the beginning, cousin. My home is a sacred place, sedentary. As you are well aware, I enjoy everything in its rightful place. I can close my eyes and go about my normal domestic routine. As I was washing my dishes after supper, I caught a glimpse of something reflected off the window. Behind me, there was a small hunched being with an outstretched hand reaching for me. I spun around to catch the intruder, clutching a kitchen knife in my fist to face my foe. To my astonishment, the man in question was my raincoat draped over the vacuum. It had been in the same spot for years, but I had never made that mistake before. My reality was unraveling, cousin. I was seeing things that I had never seen before. Even still, I did the best I could to cling to the garments of the universe I had created around me. I went to an optometrist and told her about my situation. She referred me to a neurologist, who in turn could find nothing wrong. It was a very expensive goose chase. There was nowhere else to turn for me. I, like any rational creation, believed science to give me all the answers. Becoming obsessed with the situation, I decided to study up on the most basic element of all of mankind's achievements, which, to no surprise, is philosophy. Cousin, in case you are not aware, before their schooling, there was philosophy. It is the mother of both science and religion. 
It is like the infinite space where all the elements meet together to create the matter that we are familiar with. It is the mysterious blackness, rich in potential, where stars and planets and life are slowly formed. It is, in all its realities, using all the information known to you regardless of bias in order to make sense of each piece and create an idea. This was the void in which I floated, gathering every bit of information I could remember learning. I had remembered stories of other people who have experienced strange phenomenon as I recently had. There are stories of demons and spirits and extraterrestrial creatures as well as fairies and magical things. I've lately wondered why so many people discredit such things as fiction. Undoubtedly, many occurrences can be proven to be a hoax, but there are several that never had been explained. Could some believe that if some were false, then all must be? Could they maybe unconsciously fear that their made-up mind becomes compromised by the inclusion of new information? Perhaps both are true. We shouldn't be so afraid of the unknown. I believe there will be less to fear if we learned how to embrace it. But then again, perhaps the will to accept and decline information is partly why we have so many points of view. I had caught myself, cousin. I had begun to wonder if for every individual's quest of truth, Perhaps there is none. A flower doesn't bloom knowing why it exists. A dog does not question why good and bad things happen to it. Every one of us are collecting small portions of data, and the sooner we close our minds, the sooner we will be proven wrong. Time and space and our existence is always advancing and changing, but it is frightful for most to humor the possibility that nothing is certain and everything can be altered. So in order to keep our sanity and to not keep delving on an amorphous concept of what is perception and what is true facts, we settle on the unstable ground, hoping that it doesn't cave in before us, despite floating on plates on top of a fluid core. Consider that, cousin. We are floating on a core of lava. We live with the illusion of certainty and solidarity in order to prevent, well, in order to prevent becoming as I am now. But cousin, it is important to remember, even if from the farthest reaches of your coherent mind, that anything can change at any moment. It is important to not try and remain solid when everything else is fluid. I've realized that a solid mind in a fluid world sinks, unless you are content with having a mind that is flat or hollow. The only way to become part of the world is to also become fluid. So that is what I did. We base our knowledge based on the things we can perceive. If I touch fur, see large ears and a twitchy nose, I will call it a rabbit, or at the very least a rodent. Our categories and our circles and boxes that we create in order to understand the world are mostly based off of the things we learn based on what we've perceived. Take, for example, the bush I confused as a man with a bowler hat. Was it a bush the whole time? Or was it, for that moment, a man in a bowler hat, as I had perceived it? For that second, the man in the bowler hat existed. I saw them. I perceived them. I acknowledged his existence. Now he exists in your mind too, doesn't he, cousin? Suppose I had told you that I met a man in a bowler hat, omitting the fact that he later became a bush. To you, the man would exist, wouldn't he? You would be aware that I had witnessed a 
portly man wearing a bowler hat, and he would exist as a human being to you. Suppose I told you about the tall man reaching for me in my house. You would be alarmed, perhaps, about how a tall man entered my house. You may wonder what became of the tall man. He would exist in the moment you interrogate me. But what would happen if what became of him was that he became my raincoat hung over a vacuum? Would the man then disappear completely? Or would his image you created for him remain in your mind? He may not be here for others to experience, but he does now exist with you. Perhaps in order to be real, a number of people would have to perceive it. We have creatures and beings that are claimed to have been visited by a number of people. There are entire populations of individuals who have stories of strange creature sightings, alternate dimensions and pattern-like situations. Some even have video, audio, or photographic evidence to prove they are in existence. So why are they discredited then? Certainly there are false claims and altered audio, but that is not the case for everything. In those cases, though things do not only exist, but they do so widely among many people. I wonder, cousin, what came first? Imagination or unexplained occurrences? Were these strange scenarios born from imagination or vice versa? It may not seem so curious to someone who has not witnessed the stranger things, but a baffling sum of people know and remember what happens when the ground gives way from under them. It's a type of fear mixed with invigoration that jolts me awake at night. I keep seeing them now, cousin. I see the world beneath the magma core and the moving plates. I see the shadows behind the objects and the presence behind the void. I'm no longer afraid of the unknown because I'm no longer afraid of an open mind. Knowledge and criticism and fact and fiction all flow through me with no filter and I take it all into consideration. I've seen the tendrils of the darker creatures and the wings of the ones surrounded by light. I see them everywhere, and I speak to them, and they react to me. I do not live in your world anymore, cousin, and I do miss you. I look to my wall and I swear I saw you, sitting there with a book in your hand. Were you skimming the words as you normally do? Were you reading the words at all? cousin? Although we may have never met, I can see you. An open mind is a wonderful thing. I wonder if you understand how radiant you look when focusing so intently. Although I do enjoy being able to see the other world, cousin, I do sometimes miss the old place. You exist there, in that place. Even if the surface is uncertain, I do sometimes miss the illusion that it was. But I know too much now to go back to that. I truly hope that you will venture enough to visit me here, cousin. There are so many things I want to show you. Thank you for listening to my tale. If you wish to find more creations of mine, please visit Harganoff Animated on YouTube, spelled H-A-R-G-A-N-O-P-H. If you wish to support me or take advantage of perks such as content a week ahead of time, sneak peeks of new projects, or chances to contribute to these tales, visit patreon.com slash Harganoff, again spelled H-A-R-G-A-N. 
O-P-H. I find such delight in sharing my stories with you. Hopefully, I will see you again soon.